Welcome to the second episode of The Long Road Down Under, Around the World in 92 Days. I'm Matt. And I'm Alan. And this is our unstructured and unplanned discussion of our epic journey a decade ago that took us literally around the world in 92 days. How you doing tonight, AWOL? I'm great. I'm visiting family in Atlanta, so... Coming to you from a remote location, but I'm excited to talk about this and and remember some of the the things we did in that first week on our trip. I mean, that's all we're doing is talking about remote locations. So that's uh, perfect. (laughs) I am sitting on my couch, so not so remote here. But um, so so let's let's jump into where we ended last week. So we gave sort of a long winded description and recap of everything that led up to this trip, uh, how we got to England and far before that, what led us to try some crazy journey and trip like this. So here we, at this point we're, we're in it. We're we're not turning around. We're in, we're in England. We are standing on the embankment ready to go from what you remember when we got out of our cab, the guy who showed us around much of London, that was really all we saw of London and stepped out on the embankment, what was the main thing you were feeling as we were meeting all these strangers? Yeah, I I was feeling nervous because, like I mentioned just a little bit last week, for me it was the nerves of meeting new people, not knowing who we were going to spend the next three months with. I was excited. I was still worried because of the money situation that we had talked about last week where I had left the money (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in the in rental book. car didn't know how we we're gonna get that back so that was a kind of a mixed emotions for sure uh, i was also just excited because i think the first people we really started to talk to were younger folks we didn't know who was gonna be on this trip so we kind of attached right away to some younger folks on the trip before we even left i remember standing on the sidewalk and chatting with them and getting to know them just sharing names and where we were from and that sort of thing so what about you how are you feeling yeah same thing i mean we were the only Americans. We knew that. And I think we were comfortable with that. Yeah, that was that was if anything. I was probably relieved because even going in, I had uh, experienced the American stereotype internationally. And all right. Hate to break to everybody, but it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not great. And it wasn't 10 years ago. It's probably far worse now. So I had a little bit of concerns of running into someone who would fulfill many of those stereotypes and dismiss people of other nationalities and yell loudly and all those things. And luckily we didn't have to contend with that. So here we were the only ones representing our, our country. But yeah, I remember uh, the first couple people we met people we ended up being friends with for, you know, the, the whole trip, Rick and Becky and Frankie. Those were the three people I remember meeting first standing on the embankment. And we all sort of talked about how it was like the first day of school as you're sizing, sizing everybody up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, trying to figure out what the groups are going to be, if there's going to be clicks and all that sort of thing. But you know, we were, here we were. I was I, I was 27. You were 26, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling like we're in kindergarten. And I think there were several people that just assumed we were brothers. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you know, why wouldn't they? I mean, we kind of <laughs> similar hair color, both of yeah. them. America, you know, why else would we be going on this trip together? But yeah, I think that was kind of a, an assumption across the board. Yeah, I remember there was like, oh, oh, you're you're not related? I don't know. We went to Bible college together. That's about it. Which 
that was another yeah another thing but yeah um, there were definitely some weird assumptions about us from the beginning some of them being you know that were were we related or you know oh these guys bible college yeah you know that that's that's not really a popular idea in england or in europe so much christianity that sort of thing so that was interesting as well for me especially i i was a lot more um gung-ho about that back in the day so that was interesting at the time that that dynamic as well but there were definitely some assumptions that we had to contend with from the start but everyone seemed really really nice oh my gosh yeah and and it's something like that i mean you're you're certainly going to run across people of similar mindset adventurous wanting to to learn more to know more so that that was always i feel if you're going on a trip like this you're going to have some sort of like you're going to be kindred spirits in some in some capacity yeah, I feel like. so. Anyway, met people on the embankment, chit chat, small talk. I think everybody had some sort of you know, nervousness about the whole journey. And next thing we know, we are on this bus that we are going to be on for the next two weeks. We met Dennis, our bus driver, who oh was like, what a guy, a what five a guy, two Latvian guy. <laughs> we love Dennis. We'll talk. We'll talk about him more. I have a specific conversation in Vienna that I remember or maybe in Prague, either one with that with dennis but anyway we we hop in the bus i think we had one person was running late we picked up mckaylee on like the side of the road somewhere in london he was our one uh, italian representative and so we drove through just a a bit of london till we hopped on a we took a ferry to france if i'm not mistaken right yeah we got on the ferry where the the white cliffs I guess famous white cliffs. I don't know exactly what it's called, but uh, we we jumped on the ferry, and I feel like a couple hours later we were in France. Yeah, yeah, I remember we we walked around this like it was a really odd ferry. First of all, that carried our giant bus, but uh, there was an arcade inside called the Thunderdome. <laughs> I remember that, and we got really excited till we realized we didn't have any coins, so we didn't play any video games. Again, we were basically big middle schoolers at, at this point. And th- then we were, you know, on the ground in France and we got on the bus in France. And again, everybody sort of, uh, you and I just basically talked to one another, had some chit chat with people, just getting to want to know one another, but I passed out. I was so tired still. We, we still had not had. No, nah, we did not sleep much that night before. No, 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 no. Even though we had a good night's sleep in Ireland, but you know, here we are two day, I guess, you know, a couple of days in, we're already on our third country. And I think we stopped to go to the bathroom in France, but that was it. That was a funny situation for me. So I had never, well, I had been to one European country. I'd gone to Spain, but I'd never experienced in, in Europe at rest areas, they charge you to go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I remember getting like upset, like, <laughs> I can't believe I have to pay to go to the bathroom. And it was one of those really American moments that oh, yeah. I learned over time as we traveled. You know, th- these are things that that I'm going to have to get used to. And just being like really upset and being like, I can't believe I have to go. I, I think they were charging 25, 40 cents. I don't know to go to the bathroom. And it just it really made me mad. But at the same time, it was kind of like stupid to even feel that way. But that was definitely something I did not expect. Do you remember that? Yeah, I had had experience with that in the past. Um, Thanks for so the heads I, up, by the way. Jeez, I'm acting <laughs> like a, an ass. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably should have told you. Again, it's so funny looking back on this. Like at the time, I was pretty well traveled, but like 
don't know how I came in so ill prepared in a number of ways. That's a good point about the restrooms. <laughs> I should have given you a heads up. <laughs> anyway, we we got to our first stop, Bruges, Belgium. We stayed at this pretty cool old hotel. I think actually, I think it was a hostel because we were mostly, you know, we were sharing rooms with people, and you know, mm-hmm. you can go into it just assuming people are gonna steal your stuff and be uncomfortable. But I mean, we're we're all in it together, and we're all traveling again. I feel like there was a lot of assumption of positivity and a lot of a lot of built-in trust with our people right off the back. So we just threw our stuff down. Yeah, you're gonna keep your money on you, but I, I, I like that. Yeah, Put everything together. We just, we just went down to the to the bar, had a drink, and sort of got to know one another. Yeah, I, I remember early on. I don't know that I'd seen Taken <laughs> yet, so it wasn't like <laughs> in, in the you know back of my mind that oh, something bad could happen at these hostels. But I didn't have really any experience with hostels so i didn't know what it was going to be like but it was a really cool place there like you said bar downstairs mm-hmm. upstairs was the rooms we stayed in uh, we, we definitely shared a room with a few other guys you and i decided for some reason to go in <laughs> one of the funny things i remember is we decided to not take towels we took just like little sham wows that were about the size of like a like two, maybe two feet and uh <laughs> in diameter and that's how we were gonna like bathe and dry ourselves and that didn't last very long i think by the time we got into maybe our third city i was already buying a towel but just i had no idea what hostels were like that experience and that one was super chill really enjoyed it it was cool to get a drink downstairs and hang out with other travelers as well that's one of the things i really enjoy about hostels is you kind of get to meet others that are doing the same thing you're doing Mm -hmm. And I uh, get to hang out. And so that one, and that one was right close to the downtown area of Bruges. Mm-hmm. And just a, a quick five minute walk down to the, the main square there. Yeah, Bruges was awesome. I'd never heard of this city. Belgium was never any place I thought I'd go. And that square area where everything was happening, the center of town was really cool, I thought. It, it was fantastic. But I remember there were, there were several things that was, you know, we were, you're supposed to do in Bruges eat mussels, apparently, go on a bike tour, and climb the tower. Yeah. We could yeah. afford one of those. Right. And it was definitely the tower because it was like four euro. So right. we climbed <laughs> we climbed that tower, and I remember all the way up there, we were like getting winded and took turns making fun of each other for our past things we've done, gotten super tired, like the time that I passed out hiking. <laughs> Or the time we were playing two on two basketball and you just suddenly got gassed and we were up nine to one and then lost to Logan and Chris. Yeah, it's not my <laughs> not my best moment. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> we were ribbing each other about all those things. That was awesome. Climb the top of the tower and you could see, you know, the, the whole city. There were canals there. It's a really, really beautiful spot. And we we walked down from the tower. We were, we were hanging out with uh, Rick Davey and Chris Farley. Mm-hmm. Uh, two people we met very, very quickly and decide to decided to have a beer at just a little cafe. Now we were in Belgium and that beer was pretty high gravity. Absolutely. And it was delicious. <laughs> it was. Yeah. And do you remember when we, I don't think I knew what I was getting into ordering there, but I remember standing up and my head spinning a little bit. And what did we stumble into? You remember? Oh, the cheese festival. The cheese festival. I mean, one of the greatest. It's one of greatest the greatest things days. ever happened. <laughs> I mean, we had, we we just had no plans for the rest of the day. You know, we had done the tower. 
the rest of the group, I think, had done, or a lot of the group had done the bike tour. Bike tour, yeah. Um, and as you'll find out, we had to pass on a lot of the the more expensive things. I don't know how much that we, was. It probably honestly much. wasn't that much. But yeah, uh, we we had no plans for the rest of the day. We just we grabbed a beer and then we were just walking around and stumbled into this cheese festival. Oh my gosh, it was so great! There were all these like artisan cheesemakers that handed out free samples and would tell you about their you know cheese artistry which i had they could have been saying anything i was thrilled i was just getting free cheese and like mm. we walked around for about an hour i feel like and the four of us were just like sharing the different samples and yeah it was, it was great i couldn't tell you what kind of cheeses they were but they were delicious there was cheesecake also there was a cheesecake yeah. table yeah Man. what a great day it was a pretty awesome experience to stumble into the cheese festival in bruges yeah Ended, ended the night at another cafe where we met up with some other folks from, from the trip. I remember sitting with Amanda and Isabel specifically. And you, you and I were there, and we ate waffles and ice cream. That was mm-hmm. dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow yeah. we both lost a bunch of weight on this trip. Well, we did but, a lot of walking, as you'll find out. So but, much. I mean, at the time, yeah, we were not in our, our best shape when we started this thing. But I all the know. walking we did. Yeah, I, I remember um, uh, Rick bought, bought us a beer that night. I mean, I thought, like, man, this guy's the coolest guy. <laughs> you know, yeah. just like that was just one of, one of the cool cool things was everyone was really nice from the beginning. Um, Super really generous, genuine. Yeah. yeah, and generous. And so that was that was a cool experience just sitting that night after a great day cheese festival first full day on the trip and just enjoying a beer getting to know some people on our trip that was cool yeah so bruges would you go back absolutely 100 percent. yeah i would love to go back to belgium i would i think it'd be a a cool you know just maybe a one night I, there's not a ton to do there it's not a huge city but i think a one night stop before you headed somewhere else within belgium absolutely I, i'd go back you yeah i'd, I'd go I, I don't again um, maybe a day or two um, I wouldn't. I don't know that I'd want to spend a week there, um, but it was a, it was a great place. To, w- would recommend, and uh, even like the cheapest hostel in in Bruges is still a plenty nice place. All right. So next morning we uh, hop back on the bus and leave. So so the way that the bus tour was set up is the things that were planned were your destination, your route, your lodging. So when you show up in a location, your time is your own. Yeah. The only thing that said is, hey, we are departing at this time. So I I really love that about the trip. I love the built-in freedom of it. So we knew, all right, we're going to go to Heidelberg, Germany next. And, you know, bus leaves at 8 a.m. We were usually the last, one of the last two or three people on the bus. So You can bl- probably blame me for that. That's fine. Just, or or you losing stuff. We'll get, we we had a lot of that, too. Never lost anything. I just misplaced. Misplacing things. Misplacing yeah. things. I was always doing like a, a double check and finding your watch under the bed for some reason, or it was always just the you know slowest one on the bus to get ready for yeah. some reason. Oh, it's all right. It's all right. We we uh, we figured it out. But w- real quick, one thing I wanted to circle back to ShamWow <laughs> because that was one of my suggestions. I was like, man, you don't need a towel. Just bring a ShamWow. You're gonna be fine. I remember I bought like a four pack of ShamWows, and I don't even think they were like the actual brand name ones, they were like the off-brand ShamWows that I I probably got with my backpack somewhere. But that previous summer and the the one before, I had had spent like an extended period of time in Kenya. Showers were not plentiful there. 
so the sham wow was all i needed it was great so i thought you know what i'm gonna go someplace with good plumbing for months should definitely use only a sham wow as my towel <laughs> and i actually did i used it the whole trip but anyway uh yeah not, it was a good it was good in theory because the you know we had to keep these things with us everything we had we had to keep with us in our bag you a wet towel in there yeah, you don't want to keep your wet towel in there. So, I mean, it was, I tried it for a couple cities. And by the time we got into, I believe, Prague or Vienna, I was like, I got to get a towel. Yeah, this I, is just not working. All right, so, so the drive to, to Heidelberg, I think it was at a rest stop in Germany. It was either on this drive or the next one where we stopped. And we went in one of these, it was a rest stop and it had a KFC inside. And you and I were like, oh, KFC. And we was like, walked past the British folks went nuts. They were so stoked about the KFC. Yeah. Like, that was a surprise. <laughs> yeah, KFC, I, I did not realize how big of a deal KFC is around the Neither world. Neither did I. Neither did I. Um, I feel like every country went to KFC, McDonald's, everywhere. Yeah, we'll get to McDonald's in a minute. We yeah. spent plenty of time there. But I remember that. And then in, it was at the same spot. Up in the corner on the TV was a NASCAR race. And I'm like, I'm in like rural Germany and I can't escape KFC and NASCAR. You're right at home. You felt I'm, right at home. I mean, yeah, I may as, I may as well be in, in, yeah, in Kingsport, Tennessee. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so we get to Heidelberg. I think you had known somebody that lived there at some point. So, so we, we knew that there was a castle that was pretty cool. Yeah. And maybe a statue or two. I remember this cool statue of a monkey seeing pictures of that, that we ended up going to like a monkey holding a coin. You remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. This statue could, could be like world renowned and have some like stupid, super specific and well-known name. And I just don't know. But anyway. And we would always take like funny pictures with the statues, you know, just, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I did. I knew a, I had, I had had a friend that I'd met when I was in college that, him and his family had moved to Heidelberg. So we spent, oh, we spent about the first 30 minutes trying to find a phone. I'd, I'd had his number, tried to call him. I thought, well, it'd be really cool to meet up. Oh. <laughs> and then I you remember how and, we did that. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, uh, I remember getting like calling, but leaving a message. We're like, I'm so, we're staying at this hostel. If you want to meet us there, uh, it never worked out anyway. Uh, but we, we, that's how we kind of started our time in, in Heidelberg. And then we, we just borrow someone's phone. We went into a sprint, a sprint store or yes. a, an AT&T store. And like I chatted the guy up while you tried to swipe a phone to pick up the call, not to steal yeah. or it's just to pick up the call. I, man, it's so cheap. But I remember like I like talked to the guy about something so that you could, man, we were yeah. idiots. Yeah. So, yes, yes, that's what we did. We didn't yeah. meet up. We didn't. We didn't end up meeting up with them. We uh, ended up just walking down the, the main shopping corridor or main area of Heidelberg. First off, um, I found an H and M at the time was did. Yep. not very prevalent in the United States. So I was like, Oh man, I want to go to this H and M. And you, you just had to convince me not to buy a, a leather jacket because you're like, you don't have room for this. As we were walking in, you said, don't let me buy anything. <laughs> yeah. And then I wanted to buy a lot of different things and specifically luckily, a jacket. I remember a it. jacket. I really wanted that jacket ended up just buying a shirt. Yeah. I mean, we did like some silly things like thinking, thinking back on, it, I was like, we had one day in some of these places and we would go shopping or we would, you know, yeah. spend time doing silly things like that. But Heidelberg was beautiful. It was surrounded by mountains right on the river. 
we walked across the bridge, one of the, the bridges over to the other side of the road and kind of looking up onto the hillside was this giant castle that we were, that you were talking about. Yeah. It's a really picturesque place with the castle and the river and the castle on its perch. Yeah. It was, it was really, really beautiful spot. Again, friendly people um, everywhere went. I t- one exchange we had inside the H&M has remained over the years. Do you remember, like, we go in there and you're like, oh, man, these shirts are like four euros. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, these are nice. Check out this brown one. <laughs> and I said, I said, there's like probably eight to ten colors. And I was like, of all these colors, you picked the brown one? <laughs> oh, no, no. You said, like, I said, look at this brown. You go, you're the most boring person I've ever met. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's let's also remember you brought four shirts on the trip. I did bring four. I needed the fifth. It was in contention, but the brown one didn't make the cut. I did not buy one. (laughs) If I was going to let you buy something, I wasn't going to either. (laughs) Anyway, so you like to bring that up from time to time. It's like, oh, Hickey's favorite color is brown. Yeah, go go order your vanilla ice cream. (laughs) Very bland. Yes, buy a Toyota Camry. That's not me, but anyway. kind of funny <laughs> i don't have great fashion sense I'll wipe this you still you still wear shirts to this day that you took on that trip oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> i should be wearing that shirt for every podcast the five slammer jam shirt that's a great shirt though i don't care who you are it is absolutely um, yeah so anyway um i remember we ate dinner at this outside i think it was at the hotel i i i have a really good memory i remember a lot of things i have no recollection of the hotel there. I remember the hotel restaurant outside and I ordered, ate some like giant schnitzel. And I remember uh, our friend Laura ordered a beer thinking she was just getting like a normal beer, but she got like a two liter giant mug that you see from Oktoberfest. Yeah. And that was hilarious. But yeah, I remember, I remember that. And I remember eating some like giant, schnitzel or something that was really good is meat and potatoes welcome to germany yeah and i remember having a beer a wheat beer very german thing there on that night and then we decided we we had to go up to the castle we hadn't gotten to the castle yet so Mm -hmm. we decided we're gonna storm the castle so we went up we went up the hill to the castle and by now it was night it was like eight it was like nine o'clock it was completely dark and yeah we went up to the castle it was it was closed and that did not deter us we like (laughs) Climbed up this wall and climbed over. Um, basically, we trespassed. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, we, it wasn't like we climbed through a tunnel. We did. <laughs> yes. We were inside the castle grounds in a place we should not have been. Brazen. I know. But I mean, we weren't we weren't doing any harm. We were just, right. you know, adventurous. Right. We I, weren't going to we weren't going to break anything. We weren't going to steal anything. We just wanted no, to see the castle no, no. that we had waited too long to see. And right. we we did we climbed up a wall through a tunnel, and uh, into the in, inner workings of the of the castle. That was a pretty cool experience. It was it was cool checking everything. I vaguely remember thinking we had to hide at one point. Really? Because yeah, because there was some like empl- I'm sure it was just some like employee leaving the castle, and we're like, oh crap! We, like you had to hide in that tunnel. Like be you know like we're gonna get. <laughs> the castle and i'm sure they knew we were there i can't imagine we were particularly stealthy in that moment but anyway it, it was cool climbing around a castle we had to like scale a wall or whatever it, it was fun um, yeah great views I, I, great views of the city up there great views. we have some good pictures that remain from from there 
but yeah, it was just one night there. I remember going to the H and M. Definitely climbing the castle was the highlight of the trip, yeah. or the highlight of that location. So, would you go? But I don't know that that's a place that I would make the trip to go back to. It, it was cool, but I don't I know if I'd go out of my way it. to go there. Yeah, I wouldn't prioritize it. There's, there's probably you know never number of other cities in Germany I'd prefer to go, uh, you know, to which I'd prefer to go. But it was a fun time, and really the the setting of the city with the with the river below the castle. I mean, it's not that uncommon, but that was it was a pretty sight. Yeah, enjoyable, but not yeah, definitely not something I'd go back to. I don't think a lot of other places in Germany I'd rather go to. Sure. Yep. So we left um, we left Heidelberg, which was. Um, you know, it was pretty good. And again, no, no memory of anything on, on the drive. But the next city to which we went was one that was like hype the, the whole time. I had numerous people tell me that this was their favorite city in Europe, and that is Prague in the Czech Republic. Yeah. Yes. Our first experience of Prague was definitely not that impressive. Oh, we got there at like 6.30 at night, and I remember we were at the Prague Plus Hostel. Now, I remember that place well because it was like a happening place. Yeah. Now, it was far out from town, though, so you had to take a train or a bus or walk forever. I think we just chose that first night to just walk and see what we could find. And right. It was not a great part of town, so we found like fake casinos, Chinese restaurants, Numerous Chinese restaurants. Yeah, a lot of graffiti. Some, a lot of graffiti. Probably some uh, locations of or businesses of ill repute. And we bypassed all of those and just were like we stumbled across a McDonald's. So just being the cheap Americans we were, our first night in Prague, we ordered like McDoubles at a <laughs> at a uh, McDonald's in like. East Prague. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I mean, we, we had what two, we were doing two nights there, two days and two nights mm-hmm. in Prague. So yeah. I, I kind of remember thinking like, well, this place is going to suck. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, from it. what we had seen so far, we thought we're really going to spend two nights here. Like what was the, all the, the hype about? The hostel was cool though. I remember we were having a dance party. It was kind of like a club atmosphere there. So, so that was pretty cool. People's inhibition started to, to, you know, you sort of got to know one another on a more, um, I don't know, felt like we got to know people on the team, team, whatever. I guess we were a team. Yeah. Uh, better because, you know, one thing about it, you and I definitely at that point in time, we did not have a lot of shame. So if there's a dance party, sure, I'm a terrible dancer, but I'm happy to jump in. Right. Um, there are pictures on the internet somewhere of us dancing in this hostel. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so actually I do know that I split my pants <laughs> and for the rest of the trip I kept having to stitch them together because I definitely split my pants over dancing <laughs> we are we are bad dancers we are self-proclaimed bad dancers oh, but, we, yeah. but we got the party started I we remember got the party started yes right yeah, There's not a lot happening in. on the dance floor until we jumped out there and our terrible dancing got the party started. And not only did was it like was it our group, but there were people from other places too. We, you know, we we brought the hype. We started it. You know, yeah. I remember we could not escape a couple of different songs at that point in time, and it was Alejandro. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what was the other one? 
the 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 song is like uh, I don't know how it goes. I don't even know what it's called, but it's the uh, Americano song. Americano. Yeah, yeah, all over yep. the world. All over oh, the yeah. world, we heard that song. I feel I feel like there were a few Black Eyed Peas songs at that time too that we just could not escape. It, but those first two were ever were everywhere. That was that was a good time, and I remember get, yeah getting to know a number of people that that night and hearing that how great Prague was, and that the next day we'd find out more because we were going to. Go on a free walking tour. We were all about free. We were all about free, and we walked a lot. So I remember going to Charles Square, which is in the center of the city, and we had this tour guide. I think his name was Jeff. He was an American leading the tour, and he said he moved to Prague because of the beer and the women. (laughs) Your memory. The things you remember blows me away. (laughs) Super knowledgeable guy. He knew all kinds of stuff. There is this clock tower that does... Uh, I, I'm not sure what it does, but it's like a some uh, you know mechanical thing where figurines come in and out. I, I am probably butchering what it is, and it probably holds a much more significant meaning. But it's it basically a fancy cuckoo clock, is what it was. Yeah, like yeah, birds, yeah, birds popping in and out of it. <laughs> like it was a whole thing. Like get, people gathered around. Uh, we, we did. We were there. Yeah, yeah. people gathered around just to see this thing every hour go off. And yeah, th- that was when we really started to, you know, understand what people had been talking about about Prague. I mean, being in that square, that that incredible. walking tour was very educational. He was very entertaining, and that, it was a really really cool city. We saw so many. You know, he talked about the Charles Bridge being the oldest one in uh, in Europe. We went to a number of places, but there's one moment that I still remember vividly, and I got I remember getting goosebumps in the moment. It was I believe it was the Velvet Revolution in the late. 80s, early 90s, when this is the former Czechoslovakia was was emerging from communist rule or Soviet rule, and there was a peaceful demonstration where everyone in the well, not everyone, a ton of peaceful protesters came out and jingled their keys in Valencia Square, mm-hmm. and the noise was became just thunderous. While at the time, you know, leaders from the country were, I, I think, voting on. What was next? I, I, again, I'm sure I'm missing much of the significance in the history here, but this is just what I pieced together from what this is from what I, what I remember. That's yeah. It. We're not. I'm not done a bunch of research on what we did. It's just <laughs> just what I remember. Yeah. But I remember standing there, and there was a sculpture of all the keys that were left. Yes. Do you remember that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I took a picture of that. Yep. yep. Uh, the the keys that were left in the square post. The or after the peaceful demonstration, it was a beautiful sculpture. I remember him talking about the the thunderous noise, people jingling their keys with the message of freedom yeah. coming from it. That that was that was super cool. Yeah, I, I remember standing in that square and just feeling uh, I don't know some uh, uh, sounds silly, but some sort of connection to the to the people that that uh, that were there that went through that. But it was. That was a really great experience. Yeah, that was that was a really I remember that was a large area too. I mean, they, the amount of people that oh, would have yeah. been there in that moment would have been outrageous. And um, just the idea that they were fighting for their freedom in a in a peaceful way—it's not all that different than what's going on in it's our country right now, now, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that was really cool. And yeah, the guy, our our tour guide, had a lot of really interesting and educational stories. Um, anytime we could get a tour and do it on the cheap or free. That was always oh, yeah. the best. 
We were always in on that. Yeah, I remember he he took us by that church with like the the guy's uh, arm bone that was stuck. Hey, you remember that? Yes, yes. Uh, it was hanging. The bone was hanging from like the front of the church, mm-hmm. and the story behind it was something. I don't uh, remember the story. Yeah, something. Some somebody was trying to steal from the church, yeah. and the spirits of the church or something like that. I don't remember. Had caught him, and yeah, yeah, it, it took his arm or something like that. I don't know. Don't know how real it was, but at the same time, it was yeah, really cool. cool it was to see super that as cool. Well. Yeah, I remember we we went and sat had lunch like right across from that place with. Let's see, I remember Rick and Laura specifically were there because we were talking about the the you know that story whether it was you know real or not but yeah that that was a lot of fun i remember everybody sort of dispersed at that point you and i walked up to the castle again at the top of the hill there were a bunch of peacocks in the garden yep one of us may or may not have chased a peacock i think that was yeah anyway anytime we had a chance to actually get there yeah yeah, we would do it yeah going up that hill that's a hall but that was totally worth it. The views up there were incredible. Yeah, it, it was awesome. Um, yeah, it was. We didn't. We just walked into the into the back of the, you know, the entryway of the castle. That was it. And on the climb down, I remember we ran into Liv, and we grabbed a coffee at this yep. little coffee shop on the on the way down. And I, it was, it was like three ounces. And I I, I remember you used to be like, "This is the smallest coffee I've ever seen in my life." <laughs> You were so irritated that it was two euros. Once again, the the things that I, that I got upset about, especially early on, the expectations I probably had based on the real <laughs> the realism, you know. But it good. was it was funny, yeah. Yeah, I remember it was it was nice. We had had a nice coffee, and then by then it was it was getting dark. But I remember all these shirts with puns of you know, check me out, C Z E C H, or you know, just, just all kinds of puns. And then seeing all those inspired us to come up with bad country pun jokes. Yes. For the rest of the trip. Yes. We were asked to do a, a joke or something for every country that we went into Mm -hmm. that, you know, from then on out. Do you remember the one for that? I do. For Czech Republic? What was it? I do. What do Prague border guards do? I don't know what do Prague border guards do. Keep everyone in check. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've got a lot of those to come. Oh man! And the sad thing is, that's probably one of the better ones. Oh. Yeah, very cool experience in Prague. Such a cool would city. I, would I go back one hundred percent? If if it's something on your on your list of of places you you're thinking about going, do it. You won't uh, you won't regret it, I even if you end up, end up staying in the same hostel we stayed in. That's Oh. Away from the city, don't be discouraged because yeah, there's a lot to see in Prague. I think this is a place you could spend easily spend three to four days. There's a lot of history. The easily. architecture is amazing, yeah. and just it's a it's a really cool city. Yeah, it's definitely could spend several days there. Yeah, um, um, or or longer. Could spend could spend a long time there. It's such and it was cheap. I remember that. Like then mm-hmm. things may have changed, but I remember it being very inexpensive. Yeah. Um, uh, the Prague Plus Hostel was like perfect for us at the time, you know, twenties in your twenties there. You know, probably not great for, you know, being a little, 
older because like i said there was sort of a club college vibe to it um, yeah. but I, I do remember i couldn't get the internet to work there so i had to auto draft my fantasy football team for one of my leagues uh mm. and i was just i was just crestfallen yeah so i remember you having to do that yeah, yeah. that's another theme of our trip just fantasy football in general we're not going to talk about that too much but uh <laughs> <laughs> We did a lot of driving. We had we had a, to come up with things to talk about. You know, a lot of sitting in the bus for hours on end. You know, you talked about sleeping. We slept a lot on the bus. You know, a lot. A lot of times I think back on it, and I'm like, why did I sleep so much? There just wasn't an option. I mean, what else were you going to do? Well, in Europe, our rides were not that long. Yeah. You know, they were, I think, four or five hours, which – now, that was something I had learned to – you know, if you're from the UK, a three-hour drive is pretty far. Yeah, you don't you don't do that often. You know, if you're in from other parts of, of Europe, a five-hour drive may be a pretty big, you know, pretty long thing. For us, you you drove to Arizona several times, and yeah. that's two days. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's four hours from my house to your house. You know, just to just yeah. for a weekend. I mean, that's a normal thing. So it's a normal thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I routinely drive to South Florida, which is 50, like 14 hours. And yeah, it's just, we, we, you know, we, we had a, a bit more tolerance for, for long journeys, which helped out later in the trip. But at this point it was still, the, you know, the drives weren't that bad. Um, cause not, the next one, not a ton of scenery either, at least in that part of Europe, not a ton of scenery on the drives. Yeah. We weren't missing out on, you know, mountainous views. We weren't in Switzerland or we weren't, I mean, we would get more into like some mountainous views and things like that later on in Europe, but there wasn't much to see on the drives. So, uh, speaking of which, we, yeah, yeah, it was just felt like you know driving in the interstate here. But the next place we went was Vienna, and two days in Vienna as well, similar to Prague. We showed up in the evening, um, in the first night. Going in, I don't know that I had a ton of expectations with Vienna, although I was had the expectation that it was going to be expensive. That's, that's, <laughs> that's really all I remember. Yeah. Um, as my expectation going in, I remember we stayed at a hostel and like, it was hard to, it was like in a far off corner of the city. Yeah. It was super inconvenient, but we made the most of it. I don't. Oh, okay. So yeah, I do remember what we did the first night in in Vienna. What do you, I think you told me about what did we do the first night in Vienna? Oh yeah, so I <laughs> we we really had to watch. We wanted to watch football. The football season, the NFL season was starting. It was the first night, yeah. There was obviously no way for us to get it on any sort of cable or anything on TV there. So we skyped. I almost said Facetime, but at the time that wasn't a thing. We skyped with my girlfriend now wife and convinced her to just turn her computer around and face it towards the tv with the game on and that's how we watched the first nfl game of the season oh my gosh until like two or three in the morning i think yeah yeah well we the reason we were also up because we had to do laundry or at least i did because i had worn all my shirts all three all four yeah some of them twice and they had a um you know a coin operated laundry facility there so we did that and i remember that was really the first place that (laughs) all right so here's was another good travel tip i had for you all the places that that pretty much everywhere we stayed had had breakfast you know you're 
continental breakfast, whatever. And my travel tip was eat as much as you can for breakfast and then stash a bunch of it for lunch. Cause you know, you're going to have a European breakfast of meats and cheeses. So just grab you some bread, grab some of that, you know, prosciutto and, and cheese or whatever, make you a sandwich and we'll eat that on the side of the road later. <laughs> yeah. Most of the places we went or most of the mornings on the trip, the breakfast was taking like we, it was part of the, part yeah. of the price that we paid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And sometimes dinner, but not always. And so that, yeah, that first full day in Vienna, like you said, we were not close to the city. No. So we had no idea where we were going. Once again, this was before having like GPS, you know, on your phone. Oh, yeah, no way. And we just started walking and we walked for what well, seemed like four hours before we really yeah. got anywhere of significance to see anything that was cool. We stopped and ate a kebab somewhere and it was delicious. I remember, yeah, we just, just walked and walked and walked. And I remember I had bought thinking that it was going to be a good idea, a pair of Merrell's that just, I don't know if you remember, my feet were just blistered and callous, something fierce. And that was when it first started happening. These shoes just ate up my feet. I ended up buying some shoes in Nepal. I'll talk about later that helped, (laughs) helped out, but, uh, Oh my! I just remember, yeah, you know, we walked for like six, six or seven hours that day. But you're right; it was three or four hours till we found anything. Right. Um, but then we finally got to to see some some sculptures and some, I don't know, giant buildings that have had elaborate um, facades, statues, Man. and yeah, we got we got to the center city of Vienna and thought, wow, we finally made it. You know, it took us six hours to get here, but we finally made it. Uh, Again, just like most of the places we had been, the architecture in Europe is just, I mean, everything's really old, mm-hmm. uh, really unique. So we, we finally got to that center city of Vienna and thought, wow, finally, we made it here. And that yep. was pretty cool. There was a international film festival going on mm-hmm. that we, we kind of saw. We didn't actually you know, get to attend, but we kind of saw an international film festival going on, which was cool. A lot of history in that city as well, um, but we didn't have a free tour, so we don't we don't, we didn't really know much. We were kind we were of just on tour our, guides, right? We were just kind of on our own, figuring out what we were doing that day, just mostly walking and trying to find out, you know, find whatever we could. I think in the moment, I, looking back now, I don't think I can belabor the point enough that my memories and what we did, we missed a lot of the significance of what surrounded us, and I think even in the moment, we knew that. And I, I, I do have some regrets about that of not fully, you know, even that, you know, a decade later, all I can talk about was like, oh, there were some cool buildings. I'm sure there was more for us to, to learn and to know. But hey, 27, you can't and you can't retain it all and you can't grasp it all. But we could have definitely gone into it with a more of a plan, you know, things we could see or things we wanted to see or do in each city. And we just, for the most part, didn't have that at all. I mean, I know we had that a couple different places but mm-hmm. you know vienna was not one of them and so i think yeah we probably missed out on you know quite a, a quite a bit so i mean regret is i don't know if i regret it yeah. but at the same time i i yeah we could have done we could have done better but i enjoyed i enjoyed our time our time just exploring that's again yeah. I, I think i said this last week that's one of my favorite parts of traveling is just mm-hmm. the idea of figuring it out on the go i wouldn't change that you know i would not have wanted to have too many plans aside the structure that we had, I think it was, think it was perfect. Hey, you're going to be in the city. You leave at this time. I, I love that. I, I do know that 
have two things that specifically that I, that I remember about Vienna. One really stayed with me. One's sort of silly. We found a Ferrari dealer. Yeah, that was really and cool. I, I took some pictures and of like the limited internet that we had. I sent a picture of a Ferrari brake caliper to my dad because it was so big and thought it was so cool. Um, <laughs> I remember that. Um, the other is we stumbled across this giant cathedral, super ornate. There was some work being done outside. We walked in and mass was in session. And there yeah. was a sign at the back that said mass in session, visitors not welcome. There was a gate there. There was this angelic voice like from the front where somebody was singing and everybody's like, you know, if you're, I, I guess I get it, but especially, you know, being, being a Christian and seeing, seeing that separation and like intended separation of God from man really did not sit well with me. Yeah. I can understand. I think, you know, in Europe, I don't know. At least at the time, it wasn't Christianity or any sort of religion wasn't really practiced that much in outside of Catholicism in Europe, and I can uh, totally understand why. Because if that's the if that's the feel, if that's how it is, like you're either in or you're out. You know, that's that's kind of how it felt. We weren't no, welcome no room there. For discovery. Yeah, it was. That, I remember. I remember that didn't sit well with me, and especially you know. In a few weeks, we'll discuss going to the Seat Golden Temple, which was a completely opposite experience. Yeah, but that was uh, that that stuck with me. I, I remember standing back there and and seeing that and thinking, yeah, "This is just not what it should be." But yeah, anyway, that was that was that was a moment that stuck with me. I do remember after that we left and like, man, we got like a four mile hike back to our hostel. We think at least and then we I remember the like it was like, "Oh, let's just take the train," and we couldn't figure out how to pay. And I think I said something like, well, maybe it's the honor system. And then we're saying, we're just going to honor our way back. (laughs) (laughs) So we probably owe the city of Vienna, you know, a couple euros. Yes. Yeah. And we went that night, went to a great place called Mozart's pub with the, uh, the whole group. And it was just this, this cool bar restaurant. There was a piano there. I remember Mm -hmm. You know, some people playing some music. I tried to sit down at the piano. I don't play piano, but I tried to sit down. I probably played like the one song I, I know. You know, just that was a cool. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a cool atmosphere to just chill out that night and hang out with the rest of the group. And I think almost everybody was there, from my recollection. And so that was a yeah. cool way to I end. Think the it was day like a group dinner, yeah. Yeah, and we got to know Dennis a little bit. Was that where we got to know Dennis, or was yeah. that later? <laughs> Well, I think there was when Dennis, like, we just checked up on him. He was like, Dennis, how you been, man? Like, we don't see you when you go to these cities. And I remember him saying, like, yeah, I, uh, I was tired, but I sleep. I drink a bottle of wine. I computer. No, okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, Dennis was our, our bus driver that took us all the way through Europe. All the way to Iran, right? He, he We left it, yeah, in Iran, Iran yeah. Yeah, uh, super, dude, like, super interesting guy. He was, oh, yeah. He talked about his kids, his family, and yeah, I, I remember incredibly kind and affable. Like, yeah. And, and, but, but at the same time, he if he would like spill a drink, he'd like fuss at the bartender. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was, I mean, just that conversation with him just sticks out to me because, you know, we had no idea 
what kind of guy this was. But like you said, it's super nice that <laughs> we still to this day talk about that. I, I sleep. I drink a bottle of wine. I I internet. I okay. You know, I mean, just, that is Dennis. <laughs> it's the path to happiness. Right. Would you would you recommend v- Vienna? So I feel like I missed a lot in Vienna. Vienna. I, I mean, I, I remember, you know, hammocks in the park, a film festival, and like I remember a lot of buildings were being re- resurfaced or refurbished at the time. So I think we we missed a lot. I would go back to see what I missed. I think. Okay. Um, especially, yeah. I do remember our joke though. Okay, what was it? How do you catch an Austrian field mouse? Mm, how do you catch an Austrian field mouse? Use just von Trapp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a good one too. That one, that one might have been better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. I would. Um, if you're a history nut, if you're into architecture, Vienna is probably a good place to go. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very centralized as far as Europe is concerned. So, yeah, maybe a. A, a day or two in Vienna to just to see some of the things that we missed. I'm sure it's changed drastically over the last 10 years, just like almost sure. every city has. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's uh that's a, that's a weekend of the Ausbus, man. Yeah. We, we've, we've been to our journey, Ireland, England, France, Germany, uh, or, or sorry, Belgium, Germany, Czech Republic, Austria. Yeah, France. Seven countries. We just drove through France, stopped at rest areas. We didn't actually mm-hmm. go to any cities in France, but you know, it was a great start, great first week, kind of getting getting to know Europe a little bit. Yeah, get, getting to know Western Europe, getting to know uh, the people on the bus and some people who became great friends. You know, hey, you're going to be sitting on a bus together for a long time. You may as well get to know one another. So, and and hopefully, hopefully, some of y'all are listening to this, and and if. If you are, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear some of your experiences, our fellow fellow Ozbusters that were on this journey with us because it's a you, you just don't do that. You yeah. don't go get on a bus together for four months and travel the whole world, and we did, and we're forever connected by that. So yeah. if it, if any of you guys are listening to it, please reach out. We'd love to talk to you, and maybe uh, if you're up for it, join us on one of these. Absolutely. That would be a blast because it's like you said, I mean, it's we most most of them we haven't seen in 10 years. I haven't spoke to in 10 years. Right. Uh, But we have this bond because of this trip that will most people will never have with anyone else. And so, yeah, I'd love to hear other people's experiences, just like you and I missed a lot because we weren't planned. We didn't plan well. Others did a much better job of planning and had a much different trip than we did. So it would be cool to to hear some stories from other Ozbusters if that's possible. Yeah, we were all on the same trip, but we had 29 different lenses by which we saw those things. So everyone had their own trip, and it'd be great to hear those experiences, too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, week two of Europe next week. Yeah, man. Any parting thoughts on week one? You know, I sleep. I drink a bottle of wine. I internet. I good. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, it um, it was what I had hoped it'd be and i remember at the time just feeling like surreal that i'm on this and i'm so thankful so yeah here we are a decade later talking about it it was a trip of a lifetime we'll continue next week and don't forget court is just money <laughs>